Welcome to the calendar show. <laughs> All right. Calendar show. Uh, uh, for real, uh, good to be here with you, Prabhu and Zach. Let's do our toasts. A toast to the Lords of Music, both dead and alive. Please guide us through our journey and, and be kind, kind to us as we drink. Uh, Zach, who are you toasting to this week? Come back to me. Prabhu, who are you toasting to this week? <laughs> uh, Darren Malek and System of Down. I'm going to do Alex Lifeson from Rush. I got it. I'm going to do Dave Mustaine because I was listening to Megadeth. Symphony of Destruction. There we go. Well, cheers, fellas. All right. So, Prabhu, you sent us something to destroy us, um, or at least destroy me with, with, my, with my right hand and my timing. Is it the right uh, hand or the left hand because of the pinky? I definitely think it's the, well, my pinky just kind of had a cut in it for a couple days. Uh, so I, I hadn't really practiced what you sent us, but um, well, but destroy us. Uh, show us the riff, tell us about it. We'll give it a shot and uh, I'll just, I'll just start just, and then you'll I can, show us up. Yeah, I'll start and then I'll talk about it and then it's your turn to play it. All right, so here's the riff. Uh, okay, well, so so I'm about to eat shit. Did that, did that kill it? <laughs> you got it. I mean, you're halfway there. That's pretty. Can much I it. give up? <laughs> it's interesting. I was really curious. I was telling Zach about this. I'm really curious to see how you guys play it because I was like, I really want to see you guys play it like almost like a bluesy way because like the way you were playing it coming into it, I was like, I definitely felt like a, it was a Metallica song. So it's kind of cool because you were like down picking it. So you're like, and I was like, oh, that, that kind of hits hard. I like that. I like that. It's, it's like, it's just like, ugh. like it, it should just go into like a, like, it, it, no, it's cool because it's like a reinterpretation and I, I think that's cool because I'm like, I, I didn't think about that. Like, why didn't I think about that? <laughs> I, I think what was tricky for me, I, I, like I can get the, um, I can get the, I can get like kind of the alternate picking, but the one that always gets me, if like, I'm actually like playing from the, um, that first one, I, I almost always downpick, even when I was practicing it, because like, I felt like I needed the chord to breathe. Like, I'm playing way too fast. So it's, it was always the first one, I felt like I needed it to breathe, and that's what was challenging for me. And, and I think that's interesting, because that breathe part is like, actually kind of built into, I think, I mean, I wrote the, I wrote the riff in a guitar center in like, like four years ago. I was just like trying out an SG. So that's why I feel so good playing it. Cause it was like, that was when I first, not first one in SG, but it was like, I actually got to play a Gibson SG and I was like, fuck, this is really, this feels great. And I want this guitar. And, uh, and luckily I recorded that and I like put it on Instagram cause I keep, I started rewriting this and like, I'm trying to write it into a song. And it's kind of nice showing you guys. Cause I'm like getting ideas of like, Oh, maybe if I play it this way, I could like, you know, just like bring it back. It is a different motif or think of like where to take it. But the way I usually, since it's kind of fast and this is something I was telling Zach about with, and I, actually we can go into Zach's playing it and then we can break it down. Um, you want to take a stab at it, Zach? Wow, I'd love to. <laughs> um, I'm going to mute my mic no, so that the audio doesn't why don't you Why don't you show me it like section by section and then I'll just like try to do it oh wow Kano like, got it hard i feel bad okay let's do it um, wait why did i get it hard because <laughs> well, he went, he straight, went, he went straight in after he went for it no that's yeah, respectable yes yeah, respectable. respectable all right so the <laughs> first part is it's actually hard playing it slow so i'm gonna play it kind of slow kind of fast but like it's like how can you not play it slow for us because a lot of it is like really like I don't know. So the first part is the, which we've established is not the galloping, but the kind of fast. 
I think. I'm gonna have to listen to the riff I've recorded. It's gonna be. Can I? Time can I also just say that if this was a horse race, if we were all racing horses, like your horse would be so much fucking faster than our horse. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> our horses would fucking eat shit. <laughs> the dicks just dragging on the ground, like. <laughs> yeah, my horse would be running the other way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it'd be running like lateral. It would be like, it's like going I, forward. I, and I, I, just run out I, of the fucking. I think stadium. my horse though, it would be a round track, and then my horse would just run straight and not know when to stop and just fucking run into the stands and like snap its neck. It would just, it would just be like, no, you gotta stop. It's too much. It was just engulfed in its own flames. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, so here's the intro part. We can also edit that around. But um, so here's the intro part. Keep the horses in. I know. We'll keep the horses in. Um, So here's the intro part. So it's just uh, the faster part with the gallop. So the second part is very similar. It's just the same thing, but in, instead of the, uh, you're just doing a hammer on. So it's just kind of adding like a melody. Uh, so really your pinky, so Kanem, you might have a hard time with this one today because you said your pinky is hurting, but your left pinky is the one that's kind of doing all the work there. So it's just kind of maintaining almost like a, like you don't honestly even need to like chug that one like that. That's just kind of like so it's kind of a mix of like what I do is on the low string, the gallops thing chugging, but on the chords I'm doing a mix of kind of like almost like how you play an acoustic guitar, like Um so that the second part goes So on the, except on the end, it's just like a, it's just kind of like, and that leads into a different part. Um, so yeah, the riff is, is uh, I actually find it harder to play slow because the kind of what I think is part of the way I've been writing a lot of riffs is, is pushing myself to just that limit that I can play it. And then that's, and so if I, if I, if I can push it to like 200 BPM or 210 BPM, I'll do it at like 195 and, and like, or push it to like, if I can play it just barely at like 210, I'll just do a little bit slower just cause so that, that actually to me adds the feel of the playing of like, uh, like just the, I don't know, like the, the way I would dig into certain things. I say this and then I record things at like half speed all the time. But like I but like in I, I my rule is at least I can still play it when I if I show someone, but like at least barely I can explain it. Uh the, I think a big thing really is the picking. It's mostly the right hand doing work. So like I think alternating between just and like between chugging and, and picking chords is something I really like and what I like about things like that is I can play it with one guitar and it sounds like a melody and a <clears throat> melody and a uh, rhythm part which was something we talked about in the last time we did one of these meetings is like this is obviously very different than like Jimi Hendrix but like that idea of like playing a like if you would almost play like a blues song like or, I don't even know how to play like a blues song. I'm sure you guys could play that part like a or something like I'm sure you could play something in a blues way, but like just like kind of strangling a chord and just like climbing up a scale. I feel like that kind of thing just really as one guitar player doing this, it fills it out. For sure. It's a riff. So that's Go. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely get those feels of like really kind of like testing those limits of um, both keep holding down like a rhythm section, but also 
like having like a melody to it, which I know is like, it's, it's generally, it can be kind of challenging if, um, if you don't like do it well, if you don't think about it. Um, and I think it's like one of those instances where I feel like it's, it's well thought out and it kind of, uh, you can kind of, I, I don't know, I got that, like the, the sense of that, like when I first like heard you play it and when I first tried to play it, like it kept my interest. Like I, I talked about, That's, like, I like being I'm busy. <laughs> I, well, I, I like being busy on like the, the, the guitar and just all that stuff kind of like keeps you busy on the guitar, which is like kind of like the kind of work I like to to write myself and also like generally like kind of what captures me to play so yeah I, and i'm glad because like because it's like if i break that song down even if i were to do it in different arrangement i could keep the melody like, and that could be a vocal part or that could be a you know and then i could change the guitar and, and i think like um what you're saying like i i really i kind of have thought about like if i can play it on acoustic guitar by myself and it can do an awful unplugged version of a song i think that's pretty cool and that's like something i want to shoot for also partially because i'm like if i'm writing this without the thought of like a band or something if i were to perform this with like backing tracks or do an acoustic version for like i don't know a farmer's market or something it's like i try to think of how i can rearrange the song with the least amount of use of a laptop or something like that Thank you for that the awesome intro and the, the awesome riff. I know we got some other things. I know we're gonna get to talking probably about the Axe Effects today. I know Zach just got one. I know Prabhu's like the man on Axe Effects. So, you know, hopefully we get to that by well, no- Zach, Zach too, Zach's just been on an older one. True, true, true. I, That's I'm true, I the... told Prabhu to Yeah, he actually is the one who convinced me to switch to the Fractal. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, so, so we're- we're gonna get to that, but I know, like, kind of as a continuation of this riff, um, you had mentioned, uh, and it's kind of goes back to Darren, who you um, toasted at the beginning. Uh, System of a Down and and his playing, Darren's playing, kind of influenced this riff a little bit. You were saying, and kind of has been a big influence on you and your playing. So, I know you recommended a couple things. I think you recommended what um, uh, Attack and what is it Tension. Uh, tentative. Tentative. Thank both, you. Sorry. Both are off the Hypnotize album. And the reason I also mentioned those is I could be like, yo, check out BYOB. But like, you know the song. Like, we all know the song. And like, yeah, you if you doing a detailed listen would be um probably different. Like, when you, that John Mayer song you sent last time, I was like, oh, I know this song once I heard it. But then I was like, oh, I didn't pay attention to some of the intricacies. But what I like yeah. about those songs is they're not really like when people think system of down they think of like chop suey or uh byob or toxicity and, and and i think with the songs like attack too they're they're i i almost find them like hidden gems and i'm like yo how did more people like this is to me a more defining song about a because i'm like this is crazy like because it's the heaviest i've heard them i think and i'm just like this song is this just slaps <laughs> Wait, wait, is it slap? Yeah, okay. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm not from the slapping generation. I'm from the I can dig it. Not from that generation, I it, but I, I can dig it. Um, but no, I, I felt like it was it was uh it was funny. Like I feel like I didn't ever really listen to all of Hypnotize, to be honest. I think probably what there's yeah. um Lost is it Lost in Hollywood that's on that one? That's I was the hypnotized. last song in uh Mesmerize. So it's it's not lost. On, it's it's lonely day that's on that one. Then yeah, right. That's that's the second to last song. I know the track okay. list thing. I've heard yeah, it yeah, too yeah. many times. <laughs> no, fair enough. I know it's like it's like I think because well, hypnotized mesmerized were released at the same time, right? Uh, yeah, they Both were. It was a double album. It was a double yeah, album. It was a double right? album. So, what's so funny for me as uh uh someone that really enjoys System of a Down is that. Out of that whole album, it's just uh, Lonely Day and Hypnotized. I think I ever really listened to. Everything else, I was just like, I don't know. Let me just listen to Mes uh, Mesmerize because like, I like Question and, and, and Lost in Hollywood and uh, all these other songs. Um, so I took it as like, uh, when we brought up Attack and Tentative, it was like, okay, let me actually like listen to like this full album, but also like pay particular attention to these tracks. And I feel like that whole hypnotized especially compared to mesmerize and and because there were, it was a double album release 
it was they were very much it felt very much like light and day of like i feel like it's like mesmerized like who they showed um they were and then hypnotized was just like this is like actually like what we get down to yeah. <laughs> in our spare time yeah mesmer- i i i'm definitely more of a hypnotized person than mesmerize um i mean mesmerize has like i mean it has in the soldier side intro and byob which just are very catchy and and i think mesmerize definitely had some of the like kind of catchier i guess traditionally catchier stuff like um but hypnotize i think the reason i like hypnotize is even the dull moments are spaced out well so like the first five mm. songs the reason i can name them all off it's just because when I listen to it, I don't Do skip. It. I don't skip. What? The, uh, Name them. Attack, Dreaming, kill, uh, kill Rock and Roll, then Hypnotize, and then it's Stealing Society, I think. And then okay. it's Tentative. I'm okay, he might be a legitimate He fan. might be right. I'm going to check this. <laughs> He's uh, not a post. This is the real-time fact-checking. No, stealing, stealing Society might be on... Uh, real-time fact-checking brought to you. Stealing yeah, Society right. might By be us. on Mesmerized. That's the one. Stealing Society is then, number five. And then Tentative. Then Tentative. You and got then, it. And then You Fig. And then Holy Mountains. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then uh, Lonely Day. Nope. No, 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 no. It's She's Like Heroin, then Lonely Day, and then Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, Holy Mountains. There's one before, before She's Like Heroin. Fuck. Okay. Trash. And then look, <laughs> I failed. He doesn't even like this. I failed. I failed. I also have a weirdly photographic memory, so that's probably obviously not. You can't even remember yeah, gonna... vicinity of obscenity. Oh, vicinity of like the rest of society. Yeah, I mean, everyone reminds that song. Everyone. I know. Wait, oh, and then, oh, and then violent porn out. No, that's question. on the other one. No, that's unmesmerized. That's why I like mesmerized more, probably. That's a good song. I think I think the thing with uh so like with attack too, the reason I chose those songs too with that intro riff that I was showing you. Um so that's part of an album I'm working on right now that I'm just trying to write like kind of fast aggressive stuff, but also with not like I don't know. I, I want it to be more emphasis on like fast and melodic kind of stuff rather than just like heavy for the sake of being heavy. Um, and that's what I like about System Down and like, I mean, their imagery too is something I really appreciate. So things like, I mean, Attack, it's, it sets the, the tone of like George Bush, uh, you know, not uh, the Iraq war, like the whole just craziness of everything with like, just that intro riff. It's so hard. That's the other thing is a lot of System Down riffs, like, like I, I, it took me a while to learn, but then I was like, okay, these after a while were like. Once you know how to like alt pick and stuff, I was like, these are fairly simpler riffs. Attack is still hard, and like I still like it's just like that intro is because it's. Wait, wait, can I do it terribly first? I think I might be out of tune too. So the first that's my best. So the first reason why that might be harder. I mean, so Darren actually plays it as a power chord, so not. So he doesn't actually play it that way. He plays it as a on the fifth, the sixth and fifth fret. So Holy saw, shit! That makes it so much easier. That makes it in in a way easier, but in a way really hard because I was watching him play live and he plays it because he doesn't go. It's not all picking. It's like oh, very intricate picking where he's going. So it's it's like starting on the sixth where you're going. So it's like a six, five, and then sliding up and down. It's kind of like an ambulance, almost. Like, go for it. And I no, am I coming through? Am I bleeding through? Or is it just uh, no, my mic? It's just your guitar over the. Yeah. And then it goes. So it's like it's really hard because like if you play it up here. It actually is kind of harder because of the, it's easier to pick, I think, because you're not like doing like, I don't know, there's something about picking multiple strings and then like jumping to gallus is harder, but like, yeah, that song, it just starts so boom, like, and then yeah. it cuts all of that away. That's what I love about it is that they're just boom, and then it's singing and it's pretty. No, Attack, I, like, 
I, I felt like it did the things that like you expect system to do. Like I feel like you know, um, chop suey the like that sort of like essence of uh, there's like a part of that I felt like I felt from chop suey in the attack because I honestly I never really listened to all hypnotized I didn't really pay attention to attack or, or, or tentative at all and so I felt like it had those elements but like you said it's like very like it had that siren it had that panic to it that was like very unique yeah. and then I felt like it really went into like the the um the verses like I felt like it, that was very like system-esque where it's like this drone that kind of goes on uh with a song but it, it all felt like so unique um and it, into itself you know mm-hmm. yeah and I love that um I mean I, I love their harmonized vocals especially, yeah. that's especially big like on that album or those two albums and I, I think that what I love about the song is even though it's like you know it's a it's a, just a brutal song it's still catchy it's still something that like has the song structure of like riff and then verse which they it's almost like inverted where the verse they take everything away and then the they bring back to that it's like it's a, like a bridge and then they have the chorus again makes you think of damage incorporated by metallica i don't know that song uh, come on man last off messed up puppets where they just like it goes like really ham and they just whisper like damage incorporated at the very end it's very dope. Uh, yeah and like i think yeah it's just uh it's got more like elements. unforgiven that's probably a better example which one <laughs> unforgiven you know i don't know that one it's like... <laughs> Something like that. What oh, I've known, what I've known. Yeah, yeah, Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the verses are okay, very yeah, heavy, yeah. but the chorus is is very light. Yeah, but I know yeah. So, Zach, did you listen to the two songs? I listened to Attack, and I was like, oh my god. Actually, I have the same reaction to both. Like they start with the riff, and I'm just like, like it's it's such a different world of guitar for me. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like just stepping into it. Like like even just like from a technique perspective, just because like I'm trying to learn like alternate taking riffs like that, and like uh, what was the other song? Tentative. Is that what yeah. It's called? Tentative. Yeah. Yeah, like that one started off, and I was like, "Yeah." Because like, that's what it is. I was starting on, I've been working at BYOB, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, this song is let's hear hard. it." Yeah. No. Okay. Let's... I can't. I'm not warmed up at all. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Did, did they go underwater for you? Yeah, kind of. Under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. I want to hear a full cover of that. I like when you went to the low chords, Zoom was like, ah, oh, that, that, let's pick that up. Because the other chords sounded way, like, more, uh, underwater. Muffled. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Pre- I'm sorry to pressure you. I, you can warm up next time. I won't. I won't. Yeah, like but you, did, you did. You played it great, and I think I think the big thing is that you the even though it's all alt pick, I think what matters a lot is playing it kind of with ease and not rushing. Because like what I like yeah. about the song, and and I feel like you played it very relaxed and comfortably, and I think that matters a lot. Because even though it's like you know a song like Attack, which is like. I, I, or, or BYOB, I feel like, you know, even though it's Panic, 
you want to play it smoothly and like if especially if you're playing to the drummer and stuff like that it's like it's still organic and it's still like that's what i love about them is that they're like and that's really hard because like and so one of the things i was talking to you about is like i feel like uh adding those little like like uh like sometimes when people do like when i do like a lot of down picks i'll add like a little up pick thing to like regain energy so if i'm going like it actually sounds like a lot more to do but it, it's almost like doing that is just like shaking it off and i can like down pick more because otherwise down picking is like i'm like oh god my hand like tendonitis and then I, I just do that and it's like oh i can like it's literally like stretching while playing and i think um you know bands like system and down it's like hard but because they're doing a lot of alt picking stuff once you get into like the groove of just like doing it it's kind of like it becomes like easy once it clicks and that's where it's funny because like for you're talking about it being a very different world for you and for me that's why everything you guys play i'm like <laughs> do that because I'm, like bends i suck at like like i i always bend too sharp or i always bend like you could i could just you could bend something right now and then i and it would just sound like cool and like for me i have to like find where the note is play around and then you're like oh add soul what is soul i don't know what i don't know what soul <laughs> feeling those the things that you, i like you know that little fairy in zelda that comes yeah. and revives you that's what soul is <laughs> yeah soul. yeah <laughs> between like attack and tentative what, what i found funny is i felt like when i listened to both of them that i liked tentative more but like really until you played the riff the, the... i completely forgot tentative but like originally when i listened to it like i was like i like tentative more than attack but i can't remember tentative as well at all <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and I, I think it's not. I mean, I think there's a re there is a reason. It's probably not one of their bigger songs, but um, again, it's that sa that state of panic that they even and what they use uh, how they use dissonant chords and like that. Yeah. Riff. Like I was like, wait, is it? Um, I, I, I they use a, they use the diminished chord, the tritone chord. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if it's here, here, and I was like, it doesn't actually matter really. It just it all of those add like. Of course, it matters. It matters, but like it's it, all of it just sounds so menacing and it sounds devilish and, and and I think even the the contents of the song like when he's talking about bombs falling over their heads and like that when he when then he breaks down to the. It's kind of like symbolizing yeah. that like. You know, you kind of there's no hope. It's given up. It's yeah. like we're gonna die like that, and yeah. that's it's very dark, really scary, really um, emotionally heavy stuff. And I think the way they do it in all their songs, like Attack or, or Tentative, it like the way they phrase those kind of things with like going to dissonance and then suddenly going to like that chorus is just uh, is like every other pop song. It's just like. just very simple like four chord kind of stuff and and like but in the context of of a bombastic metal song that's about people dying from warfare it gives it this very different feel and it and it makes it i don't know that's why i like that song and and it um it's not one of their more like cat like it's not like chop suey where you're gonna like hear it in like a bunch of you know different things than like ads or or whatever like viral videos and stuff like that but that's that's something those those two songs definitely influenced my playing a lot and like just also how i want to use guitar for certain imagery for like i've been thinking about that now with like everything fucking 2020 bullshit just like how in my mind it's just like the world is just like or like just it's just like oh god like i feel like the best way to symbolize 2020 is just <laughs> so. I, I find that funny because like I feel like my tendency for music has been to I, I've always listened to metal I've always listened to like thrash metal like I think since like I really ever since I played guitar like it was always like music that I, I listened to and like learned to play but 
I felt like I went away from that to go to more like just general. I mean, I've always like claimed to be like, I'm into rock. Like that's the music I am into. I'm not necessarily a heavy metal person. I don't run away from it, but uh, I wouldn't just consider myself that. But I feel like in these times I've like tended towards metal and heavy metal a lot more. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean. I remember I Zach was gonna say something. Oh. <laughs> was he? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not related though, so I'll wait. Oh. So no, I that was, that was just gonna, I was just gonna confirm Kanem's feelings. So. I, <laughs> would you like to segue a, this conversation, Zach? Of course, I would love to. Segue. Um, I have a re- a um a repressed System of a Down memory. This is the very first song I heard by System of a Down was a song called Pizza Pie. It's called Chicken you know Stew. God. Do you know it? Yeah, chicken stew. I, I do I know how to play like, it. Pizza pizza pie, pizza pizza pie. Pepperoni and peppers. Yeah, I love this song. Pepperoni and peppers. It's so good. You said it was repressed. I I felt like you were gonna like be like attacked by a member of Yeah, Papa I was. I thought no, like, <laughs> I've had over forty pizzas in the last thirty days. <laughs> I thought when you said repressed, no, it was like, like you, like you had someone break up with you while a System of Down song was playing, and then you like fuck that song, dude. yeah, and yeah. then now you can't eat pepperonis, green peppers, mushrooms, or olives or chives, and now you're just like, all right, screw, <laughs> screw, screw that memory, that really no, just like strictly bacon and pineapple after that, <laughs> no, no, no cheese. cheese, like no, no cheese, cheese. no sauce. Like... Um. No, but, like, it was repressed because, like, the first time I heard the song, I was in, like, middle school, I think. And, like, I was like, oh, it's a song about, like, pizza. Huh? But, like, I'm, like, looking at the lyrics for this, right? And it's like, uh, what a splendid pie, pizza, pizza pie, every minute, every second, bye, 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 like, purchase. Like, I never, like, realized that. And the song, about song was about, like, advertising. Yeah. About what? Corporate like corporate advertising and consumerism. Yeah, yeah. Spider, I gotta kill him. Um, get it. You gotta play some system of down while you kill him. Just like play spider. (laughs) Yeah, you play. Can you take a video of you killing the spider? Oh god, I don't know. I got him. They have a song called Spider. They should just play Spider. Yeah, that's why I just said, why don't you play Spider? A weirdly photographic memory. Oh, I thought you were just making a joke or something. In my head. In my head. Probably one of my favorite songs by them. I that is a really good. I don't know it though, so I guess I don't like it that much. Let's drop it and then. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a very repressed memory. It sounds like a very uh, eye-opening memory, in my opinion. It sounds like okay. A... Well, it was like it was repressed because like I completely forgot that the song existed. I guess, but you're right. It wasn't repressed by anything. <laughs> it was. It was a... uh... Sorry. <laughs> well, I think, and I think that's that's actually. A, I feel like a lot of the be- like, the beauty of System of Down are the things that like people, a lot of people listen or who know them are, are like, they have songs that are half super serious about genocide and stuff, and then they have songs like, Psycho Groupie Cocaine Crazy Psycho Groupie Coke makes you high, makes you high, and it's, it's but then like the subtext of a lot of their or even violent pornography is about like advertisement and like dirty television and, and like a lot of just just like deeper stuff but then they do it with like stupid shit and like but I, I think that's the thing of like listening to System of Down like as a kid I was just like 
violent pornography. <laughs> he said like sodomy, and I had to look up what sodomy was, and I was like, <laughs> oh god, like I was like, what the hell is that? And I was like, it's like you can do that, <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Boy, was... wait, wait, what what does sodomy mean to you? Sodomy means to me, and what do you mean in like in in? What a... is it? What does it mean anal, to you? Anal, anal penetration is that not? Nope, what it it's is? it's non-vaginal sex. So oral sex any, really? and hand jobs are technically sodomy. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why that's why I always find it funny when like you have like people like saying like, oh, we should stop people from sodomizing. It's like all of you love blowjobs, so get the fuck out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, cause, cause that's how like a lot of countries that have homophobic laws, like past laws is they they're like it's not it's like illegal to be gay because they make sodomy illegal and then i'm like how do you like but yeah it's like technically any any act of sodomy would technically be illegal so anyways that's this episode on sodomy (laughs) sodomy <laughs> like I think what we should have is like, you know, SpongeBob when he's like imagination, <laughs> and have like the word of the day that's like sodomy, <laughs> sodomy of a down. Like uh... that, that should totally be the name of that episode. Yeah. But all right, so I think we spent enough time on sodomy of a down. I know, um, we I think we got like maybe ten more minutes left, but I think we should definitely go into the axe effects. So I, I know I'm the odd man out, so I'm gonna shut the fuck up for most of this. So no, this is you guys about, uh, this whip is it out and tell me about the affect effects. Please sell me. <laughs> Please sell me the affect effects. <laughs> I right. will not buy any soon. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of money. That's the that's the yeah. biggest downside. Is it's like if the axe. That's why I think the FM three. It's also the like waiting on a wait list right now for something. I mean, okay, Zach, you can talk about that. Um, but yeah, I feel like playing with act- fractals, I think it's kind of like in the sense of Apple where you get, I feel like from, you know how there's like the, the joy of buy- like, it's like you can only buy it through them or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I know Apple, you can buy in other places, but it, they make it hard. They don't do sales. They don't do all that kind of stuff. It's just like, like. It's it's kind of like built this hype around it, and I feel like with the Axe Effects, it was this thing that like a lot of bands are like using. And I was like, okay, it's like pro gear, all that kind of stuff, and I was like, expensive though. And then, and honestly, what made it more of a tangible thing in my life was when Zach was like, I'm using the Axe Effects, and I was like, oh shit. I was like, and then and then you were like, you dude, you gotta get off that line six bullshit, and, uh, <laughs> and he was like, you gotta you gotta get onto the Axe Effects, and then I was like. Fuck it, fuck it. Okay, yeah, I'll do this. And then, and then I was like, it made me want to play guitar more. So, and I think it just really just comes to like, you know how when you got your first better guitar, like it might not have been like, like mine was my Epiphone Les Paul, and I bought an Epiphone Les Paul, and it wasn't like a che- my cheap knockoff Strat. I felt like I just want to play guitar more. I want to. I feel like I up, I leveled up in an RPG or something, and then I like learned and I learned like Charmander, learned Flamethrower. And then I was like, okay, cool. I can like, <laughs> I, this game just got way better. And like, I feel like that's what buying this was. I was like, okay, I'm like two grand negative of where I was. And <laughs> that's a lot of money, but I feel, I don't, I, I feel like it was. Good. So wait, wait, so Zach, since you're the one that started all this hoopla, like how did you end up with with getting into kind of axe effects and fractal equipment? Because like, for me, like all all I hear this stuff is like secondhand from Prabhu. Apparently, I thought it was like Prabhu was like our Lord and Savior of fractal, but it turns out, you know, no. you're you're our doomsday Jesus. He's the he's the he's the pre- he's like the president. I'm the like the people the henchman that like goes out and spreads the word. So like, <laughs> so did you start off with like like I mean. You can see, like, I got two beautiful Marshall amps right here that are dear to me. People may argue that they're not real Marshalls because they're made in Vietnam, but they have tubes in them, so they're real enough for me. And it says Marshall. Just don't tell them <laughs> it's made in Vietnam. They'll just never know. I don't care, man. I'm proud it's made in Vietnam. You know, give, Vietnamese cool people too. need jobs too. And it costs less. <laughs> it costs way less than it being made in the UK. 
And yeah. typically, like, consistency of quality is better from other countries than the UK. But um, I'm not saying that for everything. I don't even know necessarily for Marshall. So, like, that's not – don't jab me for that. But so, like, really the question is, like, did you start off on, like, you know, solid state amps? Did you move to tube amps and then you started just the fractal business? Or did you just – like maybe start off on a practice amp and then when you were getting serious about it, you just jump straight into fractal. Uh, no, there was definitely a little bit more of a progression. Um, I'll start at the beginning, I guess. So first I had the spider amp that everybody has. You and the other Zach Haynes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Insane channel, man. That was just like. I was all about the crunch <laughs> channel, man. The that red was the actual insane good one, channel. but insane. The red insane. Yeah, the red insane. But that, and then you always like turn the amp on, and then there's the delay, and you're like, why is there a tape delay on this shit? Like, why is, like, because you didn't save your preset right, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't know that you're like yeah. you're supposed to hold oh, the button no. to save your pre. Oh, you could. I had to learn that after a while. It took me like a year oh, okay, or something. Okay. This is, Obviously, I'm a, a nerd that read sad. the manual. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't as savvy as the internet too so i was like how do i do this i feel that um so i started with that and then i'm trying to remember what i jumped to next i think i went and got a it was like the pod 500 thing that probably had the hd 500 <laughs> No, I don't think I. I'm sorry, I didn't have that the yet. The floorboard. I know I, your brother had the XT or something, because I remember at your house seeing. Oh, that. he did have something. Yeah. Well, started with the spider. I had the spider amp, and then, and that was all I was using. I hadn't played in a band at all, and then it was like maybe four years ago. Four years ago, I went on Craigslist, and I. I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or we talked about it, but I found a country band. Like this was my first like band. And um, I was like, crap, I can't show up with this spider amp. <laughs> a, because it's a spider amp. And B, because it's just, it's, it's a practice amp. Like you can't really, like you could mic it up and stuff like that, I guess, if you really wanted to. But like, it didn't have like, the important things that I needed to be in a a country band be a band so I went to elderly and I bought a Marshall uh JMD so it's like half tube half like hybrid it's this really weird obscure <clears throat> Marshall like amp that they made it wasn't it's a hybrid it was, amp. A, it was a tube amp interesting wait wait and it's like a tube tube uh, to preamp and then like solid state power amp sort of deal. I think so. Okay, okay. I, a, I actually had a I had an amp that I had built in between there, but I don't. Yeah, that might be a different story. But I feel like the solid so, state tube thing is a thing because I have a Vox solid state tube, and I was like, I didn't know that was a thing before. So like it depends. So like actually, like I got to work on this amp. So now I want to ask you questions about how you built your amp because it's this 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 one on top has a smoky smell coming from it so i'm i have like a a, a whole um bolt meter and like resist meter to like figure out where the problem is but anyway right, let me let me rephrase i didn't build it i did not oh, okay. build it i had to build it. i'm not that cool so if i, I sent it over to vietnam and they built it <laughs> so okay let me let me try to push through this this long boring chain of events so I got the Marshall and I used the Marshall and you love the Marshall. Obviously I used it. And I played you never with it wide. Part ways. <laughs> yeah, well my biggest problem was when I like I lived in a townhouse for most of college. So it's like I could never use it. I could never practice with it. Like I turn it on and I have to turn it to like the slightest hint, like just below one of the master volume. And it would just sound like trash because like there's no power in it like it would just sound like like i'd rather just play without it at that point and like um my guitar teacher that i had for a couple months was the one who introduced me to the 
Axe Effects. And I was like, holy crap, this thing sounds ridiculous. And like, even at a quiet volume, it still sounds ridiculous, which is like, and that's a big part of it too. Kind of like what Prabhu was saying, like when I pick it up to practice, I'm never like spending time like, wow, I hate this tone. It sounds like butt because I'm at like quiet volume. Like you just turn it on and it sounds like your performance tone just quieter, which is super, yeah. I think it's super awesome. So that was kind of a really big selling point for me just because that makes practicing like so much more fun when you just don't sound like crap no matter what you do because your amp has to be really quiet. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I stumbled upon the axe effects. And, and so, uh, so, so just out of curiosity, like so you, you went from this Marshall amp that like you felt you couldn't really utilize in like your, your spare time and your practice time and, and all of that. And then, you know, you found this, 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 what, what set like the acts of part separate from like the line six or like other systems that were probably out there. Doing, I know like Digitech, like I, I, I had like a Digitech pedal and I have, you know, I have one now, but I've had like two different generations of Digitech pedals that like I felt like worked for me. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily use the amp and cab sim. I more or less just used it for like the pedals that I could get out of it. Um, but like what, what made you go to the act of it? Cause so was it like purely just your teacher or did you like you end up testing it out and you're like, Oh, I get what he's saying. Um, so I guess, yeah, I could have explained that a little better too. So, um, first hearing it, I was like, Holy crap. It just sounds so good. Like this just, it sounds like, like the entire point I had been chasing the tube amp sound like the it's like a unicorn where like all the experienced guitar players talk about how great like the crank tube amp sounds like it's there's the sweet spot and it's like perfect and it's this and that and the other but like the problem is like especially with my tube amp that I had it's so hard to achieve that tone when you can't crank it up yeah, you know yeah there's a difference like, being in the studio and like having all these amps and then like cranking them and then and then getting the because the tube especially it's like hard to replicate all that stuff and like the even if you get a different tube amp which is cool but it's like if that if you're trying to if you're trying to get a sound and then you're you're practicing in an apartment and like and then it just becomes an inconvenience of like i've got this four by twelve cab and an amp head and i gotta carry it yeah Yeah. that's a whole nother thing maybe we're just old i guess but well, if you look um, at the college campus, and like I didn't have a car in college, so like, um, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it's interesting that you bring up like the whole um, like cranking a tube amp thing because what? Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, yeah. it's just interesting that you, you you bring that up because like I I find it um, that being like a challenging thing because I mean I live in an apartment right now. I think that could be a challenging thing. And I know it also depends on the amp. Like there's, there's some amps, right, that are out there that still work well at, uh, at quiet volume, still provide you like a great sound being a tube amp at quieter volumes. But there's, there's still other amps that, that like just don't give that to you. I feel like if I would like compare these two, I'd say the bottom one can, can pretty much give me anything at any volume that I'll be happy with. I think obviously louder, I'm probably going to be more happy with it, but I can still play like in my apartment and feel comfortable with like the sound it makes. The top one, this one's like totally different because I think like it goes back to, if you like understand amps a little bit, there's like a preamp stage and a power amp stage. And so this one, it really needs the power amp stage. So really the power that's going to make it really loud to give it like the full character that exists in it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I don't know necessarily for like the, the fractal stuff. I know with my Shryman Iridium, one of the comments that, that like kind of helped me pick that um, as a, a cab uh, amp simulator was that a lot of the comments were like, they, they, it's almost like they, they, bypass the power amp section as a requirement so you get all the sound without necessarily needing to worry about like cranking an amp for that power amp section i think that's generally what you get with a lot of the products that are um you know you can can play through headphones or you can it's just uh amp cab sim that you can plug right into the pa 
Yeah, I mean, and the game staging is a lot more sophisticated in that you can do the current, like, this stuff is kind of crazy that it's emulating, like, you know, there's a difference, so, I think, between turning up the master volume on the amp block versus turning out the output volume or the output volume from the axe effects, like the physical output um, volume that's the knob, because, like, one is just a, a clear, um, you know, I, I just raise all the levels clean volume boost yeah clean volume yeah. boost. whereas one is a tonal coloring and, and so like it really changes how you perceive those but it becomes a lot more uh you know it becomes a lot more convenient especially like i mean i don't record crazy loud i live in a townhome and like <clears throat> um and i can record at night and stuff and like it's but i can i can crank the amp but record at pretty low volumes and like i can you know, I can emulate all of that stuff while still playing at like, a, you know, a decent volume, and and like that's what I think you can do in other products. So like, I used to have the Line Six, and 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 I think the thing about it is just that Fractal. It's not that Fractal does it anything that there aren't other companies that do it, like like Neural DSV and all that kind of stuff. Like there are other companies that do it well. I think just Fractal's been one of the companies that does it has done it on a different level for so long and then you pay for that premium like <clears throat> like it's two thousand dollars it's a lot more but i do feel like the tonal quality of like I, I can't speak for something like the helix and stuff like the helix looks really cool and i've heard a lot of good stuff about the helix and the some of the newer stuff that's out but i feel like when i when i switch from the the 500 line six to the the fractal i felt like I'm not going to spend time complaining about my guitar tone because I don't have the right to because like every guitarist that's way better than I am uses this shit. Sounds great. And like, I don't have this thing. It's like, Oh, if I had this, I could be, it's like, no, like you've got a very, you have nice it. <laughs> yeah, you've got this really nice thing. If it sounds shitty, it's on you. Like that's, yeah. just, you know, and that kind of, force me to focus on my playing and not just be like oh god like I, am i clipping am i clipping in this like am i clipping am i this the, why does this cab sound like trash and like trying to navigate that it's just like i just i didn't even build a preset for the first like four three four months i just literally picked from the preset like i sound great i like this i'm not gonna even get into picking preset uh, like building a preset right now let me learn from why this one sounds good when it was built by someone that clearly knew more than i did <laughs> And then now I understand how the amp blocks work a little better. Kind of to build on that too, like there's so many intricacies and like all of the amps for the most part are responsive to like each of them. Like there's so many parameters. Like there's, like I don't think we're ever gonna know how to fully use the aspects, which is kind of like, okay, well, do you really need all those features? No, you don't, but like, a big selling point for me with it too is that like there's amps in there that I will probably never stand next to. I will probably never smell these amps because they're just like so like obscure like boutique amps but like they've captured the tone and if it isn't exactly like the tone because I'll never actually hear it it sounds like it's this obscure tone like there's just so many like amps in there like the quintessential like jcm 800 that's like 2000 or whatever the jubilee that's like 2000 like you get both of those and it's in this little tiny computer thing for 2000 bucks plus like all these other amps so like yeah you have all these amps they're all dialed in to pretty dang close to the real thing and like the when i had the um line six pod the Marshall tones in that were poop, straight poop, poop. straight poop. <laughs> They're bad, dude. They're awful. And like, honestly, I don't, before buying this, I've tried like other Marshalls before. And a lot of it is like, I couldn't crank them. You know what I mean? But like, this is the first thing where I played it, where it actually sounded like a Marshall. Does that so, make wait. sense? Like it sounded like the tone on the records that I've heard where I'm like, this is a Marshall sound. Can, can I ask you a question? Because I, I feel like, um, in general, um, from Line 6, I think, to Digitech, because I have more experience with Digitech, I have the, the Strymon Iridium. Um, Fractal has, uh, has, has the, the Axe effects. 
then obviously it's like a real Marshall. And I, I just want to nail, nail it down to the JCM 800 because it's like a very like iconic Rage Against the Machines. I don't know why I only think of Slash. He started off on the JCM 800 because I know he's the Jubilee now, mostly. It was like the modded JCM 800, which okay. they have in the fractal. Because <laughs> all right, yeah, they no, have like a bunch of things. It's like I, I have a to bunch of this. Slash ones. I have to go to this one like bookmarked Wikipedia or wiki page that like has all the models explained. That I'm like on. a list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still use the same three. I use the same, <laughs> same. I use same. like the same. J yeah, I like use the same JCM eight hundred thing. I use the Freedman, and then I use like. I mean, I I switch cabs. Yeah, I use the Mason, man. Sodomy of a down. So um, yeah, we're talking about the Marshall tone. Uh, my question kind of was gearing towards, especially the JCM eight hundred. I know, in general, like even with that amp naturally, like in its in its natural habitat, it could be a challenging amp. So. Like, I find it interesting when people like say like JCM eight hundred tone in other places isn't great. I know like that a lot of people end up boosting it with a tube screamer and stuff. So how do you guys handle like that amp in general? Like within the frac, do you use a tube screamer within fractal? Do you use an external one? How how do you guys handle that amp? Everything in fractal. Yeah, everything in fractal. They have a tube a tube screamer that, in my opinion, is identically responsive. Like the actual tube screamer mm -hmm. and so that's like what you guys do do you set up the jcm 800 put a tube screamer in front and fractal mm -hmm. um you gotta do that I don't, tube screamer to gent dude <laughs> i don't think i don't know i don't remember if i've used the tube screamer with jcm 800 i've also just done a boost channel so like had a second channel so it would just boost like the lead volume and add a little bit more mid-range so I was doing that for a little bit too, but but you could. All right, Sam. last minute, Zach. That tube screamer. I know you. <laughs> Which <Shut> one? <laughs> so Zach, <laughs> I know you use uh, the 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 XFX live. You probably use it more to record. Is that correct? Uh, I use it live, but it's just now I can't. It's not. But I I do take it to brand practice. I use it live. And but your experience is mostly recording, Zach. Your experience is mostly live. How, what do you? What's your live setup like with the fractal? Do you just go right into the PA and that's it? Yep, you just run an XLR into it. So well, how, you go up and step the stupid thing down. You plug the cord <laughs> in. You're good. Like, it's all right. stupid easy. Stupid, stupid question. Do you miss like having like an amp behind you also providing like a, an active sound? No. Okay. I don't. That's I don't miss it at all, to be honest. I've got like a speaker in front of me, or it's super easy to like run with in ears. If you do that, I don't really like in ears, but but yeah, I don't miss you don't it. Like I don't. I mean, I yeah, I don't like it. Well, like I feel like in ears, you have to have really expensive ones for them to be good. Yeah. Like, and I've only played like crappy, cheap in ears, so I'm just like, I can't do it. But um, I feel like in general, I never was like yeah, this is awesome. I have my tube amp behind me because I was just never satisfied with my tube amp. So maybe that's part of it. But yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm totally fine with this, the sound in front of me pushing at my face instead. Like coming out of the wedge. Perfect. That's all the jury has for today. Probably, do you have anything else? I know Zach has to go. No, I've used it live a little bit and like, um, especially for the shows that like um like that Haley and i played like with uh like a pa our own pa and stuff like that something like the xfx just gets easier running it into our own mixer and then like like for my band practice when we practice live or like for live show um it's just easy because i run into our pa and it's just uh i do want to get like a little cab that i can route on stage because i do like feeling it from my experience with the line six running into a thing when you don't hear something behind you it's just like you can't and my biggest issue was i couldn't tell if i was quiet but then everyone in the audience says it's like you can hear like trust me you can hear the sound guys like trust me you can hear yourself like i remember when playing the blind pig i was like i can't hear myself and then but i think something like the fractal just makes it easier to carry one little box well not little but rather than an amp and a cab and then just put my cables in it and then boom done sounds good set boom, down plug in <laughs> on that note, you, you stand up and you watch the drummer struggle set up all this crap. <laughs>
Right. And then next episode, <laughs> Kingdom will have his own axe effects, right? No, nah, I won't, man. I, I, I got I got my things. And on that note, I'll play you out, Zach. <laughs>